0: This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Thank you, thank you, thank you, guys. Appreciate you. How's everybody? Hell yeah! Good. So Ferg didn't make it this morning, so we switched it to this afternoon. Now Ferg's not making it again. So, uh, he asked me to apologize on his behalf. You know how rappers do. So, um, what I really wanna do, the mic is set up here. I'm gonna rant a little bit, but for a lot of you, I, I know that a lot of you know my two cents, my spiel. Um, I know a bunch of you came through the booth, so I wanna thank you so much for that. I appreciate you supporting K-Swiss and I. But the mic's there. I highly recommend, I'm probably gonna go into it in like 10 or 15 minutes, so if you've got questions, this is kind of the opportunity, so feel free to start lining up over there. Um, my man, <laughs> it's not wasting time. Um, so cool, let me, let me set up a little bit of a framework before we get into the Q&A. Let, talk about a little bit what I wanna talk about. First of all, it's super amazing to be here because just the vibe of this event is a lot of fun for me because as some of you know, I grew up a baseball card kid, right? And as soon as I walked down to the convention, I was like, oh shit, I know this flavor. This was baseball cards, 1989. Like, Just the, the level of entrepreneurship that I saw downstairs, like people literally like wanting to fight over their position in line because they knew they had to get a better one to flip their shit. I respect that shit. I know people are frowning on the fighting. I, 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 I recommend it. <laughs> People are trying to eat, you know. <laughs> like so, that was amazing, and just the level of culture. And then more importantly, like, you know, I'm old, so I grew up where everybody was kind of divided when it came to hip hop and culture, and everybody kind of stayed in their own lanes. Just watching this generation bleed into each other—white, brown, yellow, black, green—like it's just fucking incredible. Um, and I, honestly, like people shit on millennials all the time. I think some of you know, I'm like the reverse. I think the fucking millennials are the best. Like, I know nothing but lazy people that are older, so I don't, you know, maybe a little entitlement just because things have been good, so you don't know the difference. You know, how many people under 30? Raise your hand. Right, so for all of you, the big thing that you need to keep in mind is you haven't been punched in the fucking mouth yet, right? 2008, 2001, you know, 2000, you know, 9-11, you know, the stock market crash, the Bear stern shit, like, the biggest thing that you don't know yet is when the whole economy crashes, you go from being an entrepreneur of a t-shirt company to working at Bank of America because the money gets sucked out of the system. So, I'm not trying to frown on anything. I'm trying to put everybody in the right perspective. Everybody under 30 here understands it better, the places, that people pay attention to, which is the only thing I give a fuck about. The way you guys collaborate with each other and have love for each other, way better than ever before. The only vulnerability that this room has is lack of blood pouring out of their mouth. And I mean that, because there's so much money in the system, like it feels normal to sell shit through Instagram until 20% more of people don't have money to spend on stuff and then shit gets tight. And so I highly recommend where I'm going with that is not like Meh. where I'm going with that is get practical. A lot of people are just not practical. A lot of people taking money and instead of investing it back into their business, buying dumb shit. There was a whole lot of dumb shit buying downstairs today. <laughs> there was. There was a bunch of people that bought shit to make money, that's good buying shit. There's a lot of people buying shit downstairs today to close the gap on insecurities they have. A lot of people bought shit because they think the logo on their hoodie or on their kicks is gonna make them feel better, but it's not. And it's gonna speed up the process of you losing, not the other way around. So we need more practicality in the space, that's for sure. But if you came to this, and clearly you did, because we're here. <laughs> but I'm talking to the people watching if you came to this, you're fucking so much more ahead of people. Like, I was trying to tell people downstairs, for a lot of you, you've been fucking with this kind of game, whether it's hip-hop or sneakers or street or urban, you've been fucking with it probably maybe even your whole life, right? Or maybe for a little while. The number one thing, as and I'm gonna say it as an outsider, even though I fuck with it and it fucks with me, the number one thing that you guys need to understand is this shit hasn't even started yet. Everything that's happening here is what it's gonna be, You think that's what it is right now because that's your reality? Because you haven't lived in enough places, tasted enough shit, and been in enough rooms? For example, Nike's a big shot downstairs, but why do they spend 90% of their advertising money on dumb shit that you don't pay attention to? Why did Under Armour go from being in the game to being completely out of the game? Nobody gives a fuck about Under Armour here. How did that happen in 36 months? because they acted like Nike. So, be real smart about what's going on. Be real smart about what's going on. I heard somebody say Durant, fucking, Under Armour was sitting on Steph Curry at the fucking Apex, right? Jordan Spieth at the Apex. They got Tom fucking piece of shit Brady, right? Take it easy. I get it. <laughs> my man, this is, this is me taking it easy, my man. <laughs> And so, and so they had all that and you know what they couldn't do? The thing that comes natural to everybody in this room, they couldn't trade culture. They put out piece of shit sneaker after piece of shit sneaker. They took for granted where your attention was and they thought if they're gonna drop the Steph Curry's, they're gonna do that as a three minute commercial during the NBA finals and you guys were all off watching the finals, it went to commercial, you took out your phone and you're looking at highlights at at dunk on Instagram, not the fucking commercial. People don't get it. You get it. Here's what you don't get you fucking lack patience. All of you that just came through my booth, all your fucking questions, they all came down to the same shit. Too many of you talk about being it, but you're not living it. You wanna be about patience and hustle. It's fun to say to me, it's fun to tweet that you're a fucking entrepreneur it's a lot harder to bleed 15 hours a day every day for 15 years. One of my best friends in the world, Dustin Singh, fourth row back, that man and I drove back from Mount Ida College the day we left college. We drove back, yapped it up, reminisced, it was it, it was over. Reminisced, got to the parking lot around three o'clock that day, we hugged it out, he went on his way, took a train, I walked into the liquor store as a 22 year old And I talked to that man five to 15 times for the next eight years, true? Fucking worked, was patient, fucking bled, grinded, for real, not now it's made up my narrative as an entrepreneur and it's cool, I lived it. There's not a lot of people that know it, but he does. He knows the truth, he knows in college, I went fucking home every weekend on the Amtrak not Excel, I wasn't fancy back then, and fucking went and worked, and I'd come back. I left for the weekends. He also knows I didn't go to class, (laughs) ever. He was also phenomenal at video games. He should be an eSports star, but that's another story for another day. Nonetheless, the bottom line is, the difference, when people ask me questions or when I talk or things of that nature, the difference is, I lived it. I don't just talk about it, and I get why you don't want to do it, and it comes from insecurity. You're worried. You know why you guys aren't patient? Because you want to win already to fucking stick it to your fucking parents, right? The reason you're, you're, the reason you're impatient is less about you wanting to buy certain shit, though a lot of you are fucked up on that bullshit game. It's more because people are telling you you can't, you decide to do your own thing, and now you're on the clock and everybody's watching and your grandma's telling you you should have stayed in school. But you've gotta understand, it doesn't matter if you win in the first half. It doesn't matter if you're up 17 going into the fourth fourth quarter. You've gotta win the actual game. You need to be shit on in your 20s and 30s so then you can fucking clown on people in your 40s and tell them I fucking told you. You understand? And the best part is you gotta love the fucking Losses. Do you know how happy I am right now that they put a C before the K in my last name and misspelt it? (laughs) I'm being dead serious. Like, like, this is going great, I love your admiration. The number one thing I'm excited about right this fucking second on stage is they misspelt my fucking name. (laughs) Cause I look at that and I'm like, yes. Cause I love losing. You know why I gave up on the Rangers and the Yankees? Cause they won championships. You know why I fuck with the Jets and the Knicks? Cause they suck. And that is the fundamental difference. And I promise you, my friends, it's binary. This whole thing, your fucking life is binary. It's a one or a zero. It is black or is it white. You are either gaining or you're declining. There is no in between. You're not kind of passive right now. You're not kind of in the middle. You're either winning or you're losing, right? And you've gotta understand that all the things that you want, of course they should be hard. Do you understand the audacity Do you understand that if you make $400,000 a year, that means you've entered the top 1% earners in this country? People talking about millions as like, I gotta make a million as like an entry point, and they don't even understand that 99% of people in America don't make $400,000 a year. We've got the whole game misframed. Everybody's confused. Let me tell you what you should focus on. A, you need to do some shit you like. Because if you don't, you will be outworked by somebody who loves that thing, and they will beat you. Mhm. That's the problem. If you don't love it, somebody will beat you because they love it, and that means they'll work 18 hours a day because you fucking love it, and you're working 11 because you like the money that comes along with it. Or eight, or supposed to be working 10, but it's really four, and you're bullshitting and watching YouTube for six. And so... I am confused by people's inability to be humble, especially this audience, and I'm stereotyping, but let me tell you something that's pissing me off that is the great advantage of the collective culture downstairs. I think the reason I'm patient, and I think all the strengths I have about all the things I'm preaching right now is because when you don't come for much, you already know. You, don't, you already know that like, you can be happy if you have a good household. You already know that you don't need a whole lot of stuff. You already know one nice pair of kicks is enough if you can't afford another. You already know. In life, you have two situations, binary. And they're both winning formulas or they're losing formulas. And they start the same way. You were born. And you were either born with too much because your parents are rich and they got shit like my kids or you're born with too little. The way I was born in a fucking piece of shit house in Belarus in Russia, right? That's it. You're either born with too much or too little. And both are strengths and weaknesses. Your fucking mindset decides it. I sit in rooms every day. And you guys know I love to sit with kids and jam and do shit Almost every day I have a situation, every month, I will meet at least one person that's gonna cry to me that they don't have anything and it's hard and they, you know, they didn't get lucky and they got nothing and it's hard and then I will equally have dinner with somebody else who will tell me that it's hard and difficult, happened today downstairs because they had too much. They're not hungry because their parents did everything for them. Their mom and dad fucked them up because they gave them too much, which the people that have nothing A bunch of you just sat, I've had people who have $50 million trust funds cry to me at dinner that their life sucks because they've never fought for anything, they never did anything, and they don't have any purpose, and they're lost, and they're they're suicidal, which the people in here that were born with nothing are like, fuck you. (laughs) Right? Bunch of you are like, fuck that, right? It's because you don't know the alternative. Everybody's pointing at everybody else without understanding. Nobody's deploying empathy. Nobody's deploying empathy. Nobody, everybody's worried about what's their issue without realizing everybody's got fucking issues. My friends, let's just get to the punchline. Nobody gives a fuck about your problems. Nobody gives a fuck about your problems. Because either it's true. Either, either they've got their own fucking problems, right? or they're just focused on some other shit but they can't empathize with you and more importantly, if you think that somebody owes you something because you started at a disadvantage, you're a fucking loser. You have to understand that's your advantage. Who do you think fucking rises and wins? Have you guys paid attention to what's actually happening on Earth? Have you guys paid attention to who actually wins? It's fuckers that had nothing that had motivation to get something. We don't fucking know stories about he had this and then all of a sudden he made it big. Nobody gives a fuck about that story. There's no glory in that story and guess what? That story doesn't exist a whole lot. You've got a lot of second generation people doing stuff but by the third generation, everybody got so fucking soft they're even doing nonprofits all the time or they wasted all the money. I just ask you, would you much rather, do you know I used to cry in college because my dad had a liquor store and I was like, nobody's ever gonna give me credit because they're gonna always think that I got, like I was upset that there was a little something. And he was around, he knows, it's not what everybody wants it to be when they're fucking coming up with excuses why I won and they didn't. I won because I fucking outworked you. I won because I had enough self-awareness to understand what I was good at. There's a lot of shit I wish I was. I just figured out what I was and what I liked, and then I just fucking outworked you. And I will always outwork you, because I love the game more than the stuff. You just have to understand that. When you fucking love it, you can't beat me because I wanna do it every second that I'm breathing. And so I need people to get to that place. The reason I'm doing everything I'm doing right now, you know, that you're paying attention to is because I'm trying to become your excuse, your shield, your thing that you can point to because if you trip and fall, you guys are worried about failing and I'm trying to get you to point at me and blame me that it didn't work versus blaming yourself so that it gives you the courage to actually start doing shit. The only way you're gonna get the thing that's been running through your mind, the only way you're gonna get on that plane that you think you wanna be on when you were sitting downstairs eating french fries with your homie and chopping it up and saying what we're gonna be in seven years is if you fucking outwork everybody, figure out what you're good at, bring value to the people you're trying to sell, and just rinse and repeat forever till the end. And so everybody looks at the people that made it, bless you, Everybody looks at the people that made it and none of you looked at how they got there. Simple as that. Everybody in this room, I promise you, my superpower is empathy. I, I, I never make, it's true. It's because, my man, I don't think my employees should work as hard as I do and a bunch of dumb fucking business people do. If my employees should work as hard as I do, they should have as much equity as I do. How the fuck do you want somebody to work for as much as you do when it's yours? You fucking audacious piece of shit. (laughs) I have empathy. I don't know what's going on. If you're not performing, it might not be work related. Your grandma might be sick. I'm empathetic. That's why I'm a great salesman. You know why I can sell you anything? Because I think about you first. I'm not worried about what's in it for me. I'm trying to figure out what's in it for you, and then give you more than you even expected. So it feels I'm trying to guilt you fuckers into my shit, <laughs> and that's it. And that's why I fucking put scrutiny on everybody who's trying to do, you know, courses and pre-rolls, trying to get you to pay four thousand for this and ten thousand for that and all this. Like this shit is simple. All the information is free. You don't need any of that other shit. It's fucking free. People are paying for shit to make them feel better about not doing shit. Let me say it again, watch this. How many of you, when you first came across me, don't lie, lying is the devil. How many of you, when you first came across me, said, fuck this guy, I hate this guy. Raise your hands, raise him high. You know why? I was suffocating you. I was suffocating your fucking excuses. There's a lot of people who'd much rather, much rather pay somebody to make them feel good about why they're not doing. Because there's some so fucking secret process that's gonna get you on. Let me give you the secret once and for all right here. Work. A lot. Based on what your mouth is saying. You want to be a millionaire? You need to become a workaholic, right? You wanna have good work-life balance and great family and be on the softball team and raise your kids and make 100,000? That's an amazing, let me just say it real quick, that's a ridiculous life. Making 100,000, that's a ridiculous life. You make 47,000 and see your kids and do your thing and be happy, that's great, right? But don't talk shit. Talk your reality. Talk your truth. Create a framework that you can fucking follow. Because the only people listening to your excuses or your bullshit, are your loser fucking friends. And you've got to really, it's true, man. People sit in little circles with four people, everybody gassing each other up to not do shit. It's true, I'm watching, my man, I'm I'm watching all of you. I, I was downstairs taking selfies, signing shoes, and watching, and listening. I listen real fucking careful. I watch you real quick. Nobody, nobody is, putting on marathon sneakers. Everybody wants to be a sprinter. Everybody wants it tomorrow. You know, and I get it. It seems like it's real delicious over there, but let me tell you what happens when you start getting higher and higher, and Diddy said it right. More money, more problems is real, right? You wanna have a million dollar business that you're the CEO and the entrepreneur of? Let me tell you what happens. You're, in, you're eating shit for a living. You're a firefighter. I'm about to get off this stage right now, and there's seven things I gotta fix. Problems, issues. So grass is fucking greener until you live it. And so if you leave with anything, let's break down the core things and then we'll get into Q and A. Number one, first and foremost, we need to put empathy on a pedestal. It is the fucking treat. It, my, you know what's fun for me? I'm all alpha and competitive and, and dude it out. The shit I believe in is the most emotional, crying, real things, you know, girly, as people, people try to tell me. It's not girly, it's strength. Do you, know, do you know what happens when you expect nothing from nobody? When, do you know what it feels like to live a life when you just give, 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 and you never ask for anything in return? Do you know what it feels like to, in every situation, think about how the other person's feeling, even if they're fucking you up? Right? What was it, Bronx Tale? Or the guy was like, is that the movie where he's like, you're better off, it only costs you 20 bucks? I believe in that shit. That fucking scene was <laughs> legit. That's right. Like, people... You know how many people sitting here still dwelling about some dumb shit that happened in 2011? <laughs> like, it's a fact, man. Like, people like send me emails, like, my, you know, my mom stole 50 bucks from me in 2013. I'm like, cool, like, I'll send you 50 bucks. Shut the fuck up. Like, these are the DMs I'm getting. Like, my best friend's not working as hard as me. Cool, split up and let's see who wins. Like, everybody's look, like everybody knows the answers People just don't wanna do shit. This is just a fuck. you know, like even as I'm standing here, I'm like, fuck, why am I talking about anything else? People don't wanna do it. People are gonna come up with a million different reasons why they can't. And that's why the next pillar matters to me the most. You know why I have so much energy? You know what I've been going the whole time here? I'm grateful. Gratitude. And I've been grateful from the get, not like, because I got stuff now. I was grateful when I was building my dad's liquor store for him, making $31,000 a year, having no social life. I was grateful because I was conditioned and was in a place that I was paying back my parents for putting me on, right? I'm grateful every day when I, don't, when I wake up and people I care about aren't sick, right? Like, you know, like, I just don't get it. Like, why do people start caring about the shit that matters when they get scared? Like, everybody's living life, you know, like, when you're driving and the cop lights go on and that your fucking heart goes, but then when they, when the cop drives by, you're like, oof. <laughs> you feel real good, and then you start driving with two hands and the speed limit for about four minutes, and then you get back to being like ridiculous. That's how people are living their lives, right? Like grandma gets sick, or mom has a cancer scare, or they get sick or something, and then they get, start caring about real shit. Nobody's giving a fuck about a supreme backpack when your health isn't going anywhere. And so I just don't understand why people are living their lives like that. And so fucking gratitude, whatever you got, It's a, listen, if you could afford $90, or $60, whatever the fuck you paid for this conference, you are so much further along than the majority of the earth, you just haven't put the right perspective in place. You have not put the right perspective in place. People complaining downstairs wearing $213 shoes. Shut the fuck up. Like get perspective. What the fuck do you think is going on in the world? Get out of your fucking bubble. Like, people talking about being in the hood and they're like, and then I started poking and they're like, in lower middle class, (laughs) right? In America, with the fucking internet. Do you guys understand that you have a fucking thing on you that is more powerful than fucking every media company had fucking 25, 30 years ago in your fucking pocket? (laughs) We could just laugh about that. Listen, I can go on forever. People are lacking gratitude, people are lacking empathy. You know why people like me? Because I like them first. That's it, and so everybody's watching what I'm doing, and this and that, and then I'm saying things, and you guys are really helping. You guys are like my puff daddy. The mmms are coming in. (laughs) Shit, You're feeding me, keep doing it, I love it. I'm I'm like, I was about to sit down, but the mmms are like, oh shit, I better say something else fucking fresh. I need a couple more mmms before I sit the fuck down. (laughs) Let me come up with a little more fresh. And everybody hears this, and listen, some of you have been consuming this for a year or two, you watch those videos on Instagram or YouTube, you watch my vlog or this and that, you get, listen to podcast, you get hyped. You get hyped and you're like, right, and then you stop listening and you walk out into your real life and you go back to dumb shit. Here's why, a lot of that stuff happened early. Where you grew up, how you were raised. Biggest problem is if you had parents that are pessimistic, misery loves company, it's hard to break that. It's, it's hard to face the fact that your mom wants you to actually lose. She doesn't realize it, you know that, right? Your mom doesn't want you to lose, it's her framework. I watched my grandma, it's true, I watched my grandma parent my dad, well I didn't watch her parent my dad, but I watched a lot of shit, right? I watched what my mom did with me, I watched other people like, <laughs> your mom fucked you up, your dad fucked you up. Like, that's real, but you've gotta understand, instead of sitting here and dwelling and blaming them, You're in control of your own shit. You got one fucking at bat. Do something with it. And now, honestly, now that you have this, guys, do you understand why Harvey Weinstein and Kevin Spacey are getting called out? It's because the internet is now the middleman, not five to 10 media companies run by 10 old white guys. Like, you can tell me anything you want about Trump this, or this, that, or the other thing, you're missing the point. You're missing the point. You know why Champion can come back real quick? Because they did the right shit for 24 months. You know why everybody wears fucking Stan Smiths? Because they put them on cute girls on Instagram three years ago. You know why people drink LaCroix fucking sparkling water? Because they spent their money on Instagram. You know why Under Armour isn't winning? Because they didn't. I'm not mad at Under Armour. I'm just using it because you just lived the last five years and watched which brands won and which ones didn't. And so like, it's funny to me just watching it. You get it, you've got the part that matters. You get it. You, what, you think Under Armour and Nike wanted Adidas and Supreme and all these things to happen? They didn't. They just did the wrong shit. You know why? They took their spot for granted. Right? They just took it for granted. And that made the vulnerability. And now, it's over. Just so everybody knows, just like the internet, this whole culture, fashion, street, all that, it's over. My case swiss deal with Barney and Patrick and those guys, that's the preview, not the anomaly. Every brand's about to do collaborations with things that matter, forever and ever, and that's where the equity is. There, yeah, there might be a Jordan and a couple things in sports, but in life, there's unlimited opportunities and everybody's starting to kind of figure it out. And so, huge opportunity in this space huge opportunity and everything. The problem is, do you have the next pillar, number three? Which is, do you have humility? Do you have humility? I still, do you know what, Andy K, you here? Yo, check your DM because I just engaged with two influencers on our sneaker thing while I was in the back room one second before I came out here. Thank you. Because I'm still back there with the humility of thinking somebody who's got 47,000 followers on Instagram that it might do something for my K-Swiss joint that I'm willing to personally write it and be like, hey, you wanna do something? And people here that got nothing, aren't even started, aren't willing to DM 100 people a day because you're fucking fancy and you think you're somebody, and guess what, you haven't even started, nobody knows who the fuck you are. I'm confused as fuck by that. Do you have humility? Do you have the humility to put in the fucking work, period. Everybody's trying to graduate into some place. My friends, the bigger you get, the more you have to work for them. I have 800 bosses, not 800 employees. I work for everybody at VaynerMedia, not the other way around. You've got it twisted. This world that you think exists doesn't. For the people really out there doing it, not playing it on YouTube, you've got to figure out what's really happening. You need to wake up, You need to have to put in the fucking empathy for your audience because you'll never make a good product, never sell shit unless you actually worry about them being happy with it. You need to put in real gratitude that you're even lucky enough. Do you understand your grandparents? Think about your fucking grandparents. They didn't have no internet. They had to work the job and go to sleep. The fact that you can work your nine to five to pay off your debt or pay your rent or take care of what you have to and then you can take on your phone and fucking work from seven p.m. to two in the morning, that's a fucking blessing. That's a fucking opportunity and nobody can stop you and nobody decides but us, it's fucking crazy. So you better start really fucking deploying gratitude and everybody sit, change your fucking mindset today. Make this the fucking talk that changes your mindset. Stop fucking bitching, nobody's listening, nobody gives a fuck, stop expecting shit and go fucking take yours by doing the last part which is having number three, the fucking humility to put in the fucking work because if you don't, Somebody with real fucking chops is going to deploy it and take yours, understood? Cool. Now, now that you've got your mind right, it's about one thing. Understand where the attention is and make shit for it. Everything I've been kind of nuanced over there about the Under Armour and Champion thing is If you would've told anybody in business 24 months ago that at ComplexCon where thousands of kids that are cool are hanging out, that more of them would be wearing Champion product than Under Armour, you would've been laughed out the fucking room. That took two minutes. That's why attention is so important. Attention's so important because if you're not smart about it, you will lose. When MTV came out, they went to the biggest rock bands in the world, and they asked them to make videos, and most of them said no, because they weren't willing to give away free music, and they were playing stadiums and getting paid, and 36 months later, nobody gave a fuck about them, and they gave a fuck about Madonna, and Michael Jackson, and Rod Stewart, and Duran Duran and whoever made shit for it. Our MTV sits in this place. Our MTV comes across in four or five platforms. Instagram and Snapchat, right? Instagram and Snapchat are MTV and BET, you understand? Except it's not 1992 anymore, right? And so what you are trying to do every day is become the TRL, right? You're trying to become the show. And every one of you can do it and it doesn't cost you any money. The problem is most of you are losing because you're fronting on your content because you're not willing to be authentic because you think you gotta play a part. And the ironic thing is all the magic is in the shit that is corny. It just is. All, because you all look the same. If you're all playing up to the same standards of what's cool and what's good and what's good content, you end up all looking the same. 100%, my man. Do you, I mean, I now have declared every single human on earth ridiculously hot because everybody's figured out angles and lighting and filters. And I go on, on fucking Instagram, I'm like, fuck, everyone's hot. <laughs> like, how many, like, how are you a point of differentiation if you know how to kick up your heel and kick your ass out? <laughs> and that's all you see for 74 people in a row in your feed. I don't know your fucking name. Right, and every dude's doing the same dumb shit, like taking off their, like it's the same shit. Whatever it is, whatever it is, all the shit that got me to where I was was I never gave a fuck about you. I was never gonna pander to what you decided at that moment was cool. I was gonna live my life and then I got lucky and it stumbled into entrepreneurship getting a little cooler. Everything that's gonna make your shit pop is in the stuff that your parents and your sister knows about you, but not even your best friend. The corny shit in your stomach is the magic. You just need to share it with the world. Please think about that. Because everything else becomes noise, but your real personality, your nuance, that's the only currency you can trade on because that's the only thing not replicatable. Got it? Like the video I posted just now, right now, that's doing super well about like fuck up on purpose. You guys see this? In it, my voice got so high. You saw that? How many people saw that? Like everybody in the comments, like, yo, fuck this Mickey Mouse pussy shit. <laughs> and I read it and I click on it, and a guy's living at home with 106 followers, and I reply to him, like, that Mickey Mouse shit is why this won. The nuance. Be you. Be fucking you, because it's the only shot you got at beating somebody else. And and I'm very proud of this space. This space, culture, street, hip-hop, was a space when I was a kid that rappers made up their origin story, because if they grew up in a middle-class family, the market wouldn't accept them. People made up their shit. Like made, you know, they once visited their uncle in Compton, and they're like, yo, I'm from Compton. I'm so proud of this space that now we accept regardless of the angle, skin tone, it's, it's incredible what you guys have done with it. So you can't be scared of anything, just be you. It's all you got. Thank you. Let's do it.
1: What's, what's up Gary, hey I just wanna say thank you. Yo, for, for the two guys oh, leaving,
0: this is the best fucking part.
1: The Q&A fun. is where the fire is. This is like gonna be the best question too. I know you were in Oslo just, like, a few days ago. Now you're here. I know my parents never had this, like, communication for millennials. So I just want to say thank you for giving back when we didn't. Like, my parents never had this, and we have this now. It's awesome. So my question is kind of left side. I don't know, but I don't really get to have this. Like, so entrepreneurs that are making it that have a lot of success. Let's say you become a multimillionaire. So I'm I'm, going to use you for an example. Okay. like a marriage question. But how do you, not balance, but, like, if you make it, how effed up is your family life? Like, balancing it with your wife. It just
0: depends on who you're fucking with, right? right. Like, it depends on who your partners are. Like, you gotta over-communicate. Like, everybody wants different shit. Like, it could be really fucked up. Or
1: Or, your kids are like, hey dad, why aren't you ever home? I know you're out, like, spending
0: time with- My dad was never home. I didn't see him until I was 15 and dragged him to his liquor store and we have the best relationship ever and I love him with all my heart. Like, guys, the current state of political correctness and how you should parent, how you should live, what age you should get married at, like, that's all bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, there's only one story, like yours. You need to communicate with the people you give a shit about in your inner circle, in the next circle. Like, there's, there's people that are home nine to five every day right. that are fucked up. There's people that spend every day with, them, with their spouse, every day, they both work in the home office and they're gonna get divorced in nine minutes because it's fucked up. Like, There's no right size fits all. Let me, let me tell you how, do you how you really solve what you're trying to say. You guys want to be selfless and be good and give back, be selfish first to get your shit to the place where you need to be.
1: So like, when you were like, in the process of getting married, you were like, hey dude, I'm gonna be.
0: Yes, I like- looked at her and said, hey dude,
2: No, but like, real quick,
0: I'm 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 just using (laughs) your I was like, I'm gonna buy the Jets, and you think I'm gonna slow down, and I'm gonna gear up. I'm working harder now than ever. This is the hardest I've ever worked in my life, right now. Mm -hmm. I went to Oslo, and then Copenhagen, connected to Moscow, got here, right? Leave for Australia tomorrow night. I'm in Australia, fucking Tyler. Tyler fucked me the fuck, not you, Bevin. Tyler. Schmidt. Schmidt really fucked me up. I'm in fucking Australia for 30 hours, four keynotes. He gave me two hours of sleep.
1: Oh, wow. thanks Tyler.
0: You know, and so like, this is like the hardest I've ever worked and like, it is what it is, right? Like, you just do the best you can, bro. That's it. You just do the best you fucking can. Because the truth is, when you get to that place in your own head and you're living in your own head, you don't care what other people think. I don't care what my parents think. I don't care what my spouse thinks. I don't care what my kids think. I don't, I want it to be awesome. But I gotta start with me.
1: So do we do we come in like to a relationship thinking like, dude?
0: Over communicate. Okay. Be like, hey, dude, I want to be big. Yeah,
1: <laughs> for sure.
0: Good. Okay. Thank you.
2: <laughs> check check. Oh, they fucked up and gave me the mic. Uh, first <laughs> off. Give shout out to whoever put this complex because this is an amazing event. I came from the uh, Real Estate Wealth Expo and I saw Gary V coming and it was like Brendan Burchard or Gary V and I was like, oh, "Fuck Brendan Burchard, I want to see Gary Vee, you know. So, uh but attitude, gratitude. I just want to thank you for spitting real shit. That's it. You know, you uh, the things you're saying is so right. Uh, You know, what really matters. This is all fun and. Uh, happy and everything, but what really matters is tomorrow, Monday morning, what are you doing by yourself without the rah-rah, all that stuff, so I just it, wanna say it's I appreciate true, man. you.
0: Everybody, everybody's pl- acting a role here, and you're right, the ones that are gonna win are the same role that was played out today is played out tomorrow. Right. Now you may have a job, but is your head in that same place? Are you happy that you're eating shit for 11 hours at your job and you can't wait to pick up some fast food and then go home and then grind and have nothing good happen and then start again Tuesday? I mean it, like, like do you love like the grind? Do you love the negativity? Do you have that patience? Do you like when you lose 100 followers a day instead of gaining 1,000? Do you like it? I do, I do, I like it. I think it's part of the fucking process. You can't have the riches without the shit.
2: So thank you, appreciate you, man. You
0: got it, man. And I, I wanna say one more thing on that. The reason I spit real shit is because I'm selfish. I know I'm gonna be right. And after you're done fucking with a bunch of bullshit artists, you're going to come back.
1: Hey guys, just in the interest of time, let's please keep it at one question and really quick, please. Thank you.
3: All right. Hi. Thank you so much for being here. Um, So I come from this world. I was pretty entrenched in this about 10 years ago around 2009 when everything kind of fell to shit. I changed my life and um, I just moved into another industry and now I have a startup called Superfood School that is about, it's an online course that helps people to just get more plants in their plate, regardless of their diet. My big question is, I come from this world, pretty, was pretty entrenched, arts and entertainment, this whole business thing is a big thing for me, so my question is just, someone moving from creative to really moving into business, like I just learned the word scalability, like two years ago, listening yep. to Frank Hearn, um, Even Pagan, all of those guys, you, and just not wanting to go back to business school, but really trying to Just get on this wave, you know? Plant-based and the online courses are just like, it's the wave, so just. Here's the problem, (laughs) those other guys you just mentioned,
0: I know them both, I got love for them, (laughs) but they're trying to make you monetize short-term. They're talking to you about short-term funnels, landing page optimization, trying to get that money, and what happens is Frank Kern gets you to ask your audience for money too quick when you don't have an audience yet. Got it. Do you understand? Yes. And you know what else? You know I'm right.
3: You know what I mean? You
0: can taste it. So cool. They're not wrong, in my opinion, other than they want you to monetize too quick. Everything's about create the persona, drive the fucking traffic, optimize, get emails, free ebook, but then you sell them the thing JV. This guy's got a list. All this fucking bullshit. (laughs) Do you understand? Yes, I do. And I know you know it is. Yeah. What what you like about what they're saying is it's going to happen fast and you're going to make a buck 30 a year quick on fucking $12,000 a month recurring revenue cuz you're going to be on your system.
3: launch, like one launch. Yeah, I know. I get it.
0: Fuck <laughs> that bull fucking shit. Do you understand? So instead there's tried and true methods which is run the fucking marathon, keep it humble, put out good content. It's super okay to ask to sell something, but you got to believe in it. And if you don't believe in your $439 ebook because it's a compilation of shit that they can find, then you don't do it. But maybe it's a buck ten, maybe it's 47, maybe it's something else. But just don't waver for the short term. Okay. okay. That's all this is.
3: Okay. Got it. Thank you. You're welcome. How are you doing, Gary? Good, brother. Name is James Yukawa. Handles at Bullet Kills. I do my thing. Um, Respect. So two years, I just want to get this out of the way. It's kind of surreal just speaking to your person because I've been seeing you for such a long time. But two years, um, I hit kind of rock bottom and I found you on Facebook on that five-minute rant yeah. randomly and it's just like, what the fuck? And it just completely changed my mind. Makes um, me happy. Fucking one-hour drives every day. I changed my health as well. I took your advice. I lost 30 pounds. Like, everything yeah, yeah. did well for me. So. You look
0: I, fucking great.
3: Thank you. So I took your advice, and I've been doing it, but now I'm at that, my question is, I'm at that point now where it's, um, I hit my limit, I've done everything I can, but now I need people to help me out. Why? So, um, like you said, I had tripled down all on my strength, but okay. I don't want to, Good. I don't want, because I, I know, got it, Yeah. so, so I, let's go to the next part. So my next part is, Do I'm you... trying to find people to help me out, and then there's a lot of people that want to help me out, but I have this weird issue in my head where it's like, I feel like I need to repay them, but, you know, that's a, lot good. Of, a lot of people are always like, "Don't worry, they just want to help you out." But I no, know no, at I the think that's day, good.
0: I have the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like when people come through on my team, work for free, work for cheap, I'm like, I fucking owe them for life. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing wrong with that.
3: So I know you take do a lot the of, chance. Yeah. So I know have people do.
0: come on. They might bring you value. Mm-hmm. Then it's easy to do right by them. The other one's even more interesting. You bring somebody on. You know, sorry to point pointed you like, you bring somebody on. You know, <laughs> and they suck, right? And you still do good by them because that's your operating system. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm
3: how do you um pick people not pick people because there's people that are on my team that want to help me out and so want go to ahead. succeed but um i know a lot of people in my team are you know financially unstable and one i act like that and then i know you say like do internships do yep. blah blah, yep. blah blah just kind of give them value for it yep but they don't want that stuff so
0: find somebody who does
3: and for those people i try to bring them on and kind of give them opportunity they're grateful yep but as an hr point of view like what do you do to kind of repay them so i do like I'm thinking of like my right man. now.
0: Real quick, because mm-hmm. I see he wants to take you off and got yeah. other people, I got this. I'm so sorry. Real quick, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's super simple. <laughs> it's super simple. Hear me out. Mm-hmm. You're overthinking too much shit. Here's what you do. You bring people on.
3: Yes.
0: And you take the risk that you won't get enough value back in return, but then you do right by them. Mm-hmm. You ask them what the fuck they give a fuck about. There's 8,000 people in my inbox that literally say they will work for me for free for two years because they know the Babin and D-Rock and Andy and Tyler story because I'm good enough to pay back everybody if they do right by me. Definitely. Take the risk with a couple people that doesn't cost you anything so you can afford it and just play it out. Instead of overthinking it in theory, just do it a couple times. You're gonna learn from the doing. Mm -hmm. Simple as that. Cool. Just give more than you got.
3: Thank you, Gary. You're welcome. Appreciate it. Hi, Gary. How are you? I'm good. My name is Mai and um, I came to America in 1975 as a boat person from Vietnam. Amazing. Um, Thank you. Uh, I dealt with racism, bullying, poverty, the whole bit. Yep. So I decided to write a book. What, in your opinion, would be the best way to market this book? Because I'm an unknown writer. Yeah. No one knows who I am.
0: So I would go to Instagram, and I would type in hashtag bully, hashtag Vietnam, hashtag everything in your life, and I would look at the most popular people on that hashtag every hour, every day, right? Mm -hmm. And then you would look at them and somebody put hashtag Vietnam because that's where their family's from and they have 7,000 followers Mm -hmm. and you DM them and you tell them you wanna send them the book and it would mean the world to you if they would shout it out. You do that 100 times a day. You'll probably get one in every thousand to say yes. Once you wrap your head around that, you just keep doing it over and over. I'm okay with rejection. Of course you are. You were bullied and you faced racism. You're fucking set. You've won already. (laughs) I'm being, guys, I'm being serious. Like, if I could ever convince all of you that your shortcomings and your detriments are your strengths, you would win. Like, if I was six foot four and ran like a gazelle, I'd play for the Jets instead of owning them. I really need everybody to have that one sink in because it's the most important one. So that's it, do that.
4: Okay, you. got Thank it, you. good luck.
1: Hey Gary, so I'm you? a little nervous. I'm Dory. sorry if I'm a
0: little close to my
1: uh, phone or whatever. You're great. Uh, um, so I own a media company, I just founded it about three months ago. I'm very passionate about what I do. I feel like I have a very good drive and like a good product. Yep. So my question is how can I get more of that product in front of the right people? How can I get the right collaborations? Um, I mean obviously coming here, ask. Yeah, but I mean like, for you example. Go, you go like to if, Instagram,
0: if, you DM 100 people a day. You ask, one in every 500 is gonna say yes.
1: Actually, Dude. I guess, let me ask a different question. So, okay. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Go, sorry. Ahead, go, ahead. Um, go so ahead, go ahead. Go ahead, it's cool, it's cool. Go, ahead. go start, fast. If you were to start, if you were in my uh,
2: shoes and I'd you wanted to start a media company. I'd
0: ask. My man, my man, that's what I did. Mm-hmm. Everybody thinks I was put on. I built my dad's liquor business for him. I I was 30 fucking two years old, 34 years old when I started VaynerMedia, and I had no equity in Wine Library, I had nothing. I built my dad's liquor store for him. I had zero. I was 34 years old, and I never made more than $150,000 a year, even though I built a $60 million business for my dad. I had no money. AJ was graduating from school. I had no savings, because I bought an apartment from everything I saved, and as some of you know, I finally invested in Facebook and Twitter, and that launched me, but I finally did that. I had no money. Do you know how VaynerMedia started? I asked a bunch of people that were buying wine for me if they wanted the way they saw Wine Library grow for their own business, and some dude gave us an $80,000 thing. Four of AJ's friends work for free. Mike Boyd, Boyd, you here? Hey, Boyd, tell these fuckers how we did it. Mike, get on. The, stay. Tell them where you slept, I slept some nights.
3: Floor, multiple nights. Say it again. I slept on the floor at of the office, multiple nights on purpose cuz i wanted to
0: people didn't get paid people didn't get paid people didn't get paid like like i what what you know it's so fun to have boyd and have dustin here cuz they know the truth they don't, they know me before this you think i'm joking you think my daddy gave me a liquor store you're fucking confused do you understand you know what i did bro i fucking asked you know why i don't give a shit when people say no you know what that means? Somebody finally says yes and you fucking start. You want collapse? ask them. Mm-hmm. You want to do something with A Boogie? You want to do something with Champion? You want to do something with Crystal? Fucking ask them. Yes, sir. That's it.
1: So Ashley, let me ask you this. Can I collab with you?
0: Yeah? Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> you should have started with the ask.
4: Hi, I'm Lila Hart stand-up comedian living in Los Angeles, originally from Seattle. My question for you is how do you remain so fearless in your entrepreneurial endeavors and why does kindness matter so much to you?
0: Kindness matters because my legacy matters to me way more than anything else and that's how I live my life. And the way I stay fearless is there's no alternative. I'm not scared of losing because I don't allow any of you to judge me. Guys, you're only scared to lose because you're worried about what other people are gonna say. My losses are my losses, get the fuck out of my system. They're my losses. You think I give a fuck what you think? You think if I lost everything, your comment of I fucking knew it, he was a snake oil salesman, he never had anything, you think that would bother me? That shit would fucking motivate me because when I rise again like a phoenix, I'll stick it in your fucking mouth. I'm fearless because, and listen, I know your story, we've interacted a little bit at that mid summit, now here, like you've dealt with way fucking worse than fucking somebody firing you or your business failing. So you're fucking good too. Thank you. You're welcome.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Cobblins car,
0: make some noise! (laughs) Gary V's in the house, baby.
2: Uh...
0: (laughs) Oh, hey, he's feeling it. He's feeling Come it. On. Come on. He's feeling it. Respect, respect, respect. So real quick, just they to give people- keep it peop- tight around here.
2: So just to give Go people ahead. some context, uh, I met Gary for the first time downstairs. Uh, definitely became the biggest fanboy of all time. D-Rock definitely captured it.
0: I was just like, yo, Gary, I love this shit, man. You, like, you, you hooked me up. But uh, 14 months ago, I launched a podcast called Purpose in the Youth. Yeah. It's about unfolding the stories of passionate people. Yes. After graduating college, yes. you need to find that passion. Yes. You've given me so much value. D-Rock-
1: Shout out to and He's been on the podcast. Thank you, bro. Uh, shout out to your entire team. Thank you. You've
2: given me so much value, and I know for a fact that one day we will be in some type of partnership I can't for this wait. podcast. In the meantime, yes. what value can I bring to you through my podcast? Just
0: keep doing your thing. I need nothing, man. You fucking winning is fucking all I want. I'm going to get mine by myself. You go do you. Him. Nothing, not even, a, not even like a Gary Vee shout out dude, in it. I was yelling at fucking Schmidt, because like, the sneaker release on the 14th, I thought was gonna be like me being there and like doing what I did downstairs. Instead, he's like, yo, we're doing this party, and we're gonna invite 150 VIPs, and I'm like, fuck, that sucks. Like I don't like stuff, I don't want you to do anything for me. You fucking executing on the thesis, the shit that I'm trying to penetrate people's skulls and hearts in here with, you doing that fucking pays me back 10X. Do it.
2: All day. Yo, how you doing? I'm Marquise Trill. I have 8 million followers on all social media platforms. Hello to I'm everybody aware. here. Uh, <laughs> so uh, basically in 2016, you emailed me, you said, come I see remember. me. and it, it never happened. All right, so we're going we gonna to get to that, all yeah. right? But my question <laughs> is, since you're an investor and you invested in so many companies like Twitter and Snapchat and Facebook, are you invested into blockchain and Bitcoin?
0: So I bought Bitcoin in 2014. So just I just need, I just need all of you to... Eat that for a minute. Okay. <laughs> I, I love showing my Coinbase to people that are like, fuck. <laughs> I put in 25k, it's worth know it. So, Marquise, listen, I I think blockchain's way bigger than people realize. Like, people are fucking with it like on a Bitcoin level, then people are a little smarter on the Ethereum level. But when you understand what the blockchain is, my big thing with the blockchain is it can, it can literally overthrow America and China and Russia. It's that powerful. It's a platform of trust, and we can do shit with each other, and everybody else is out. It's so heady, man. I haven't, like, I understand it theoretically. I haven't spent a lot of time in it, right? Um, but I've been spending more lately. You know, there's a lot of bullshit ICOs get rich quick bullshit that's starting to happen. I need all the dust, thank you. I need all the dust to settle a little bit. I'm watching. You know, my favorite time is when I'm like the cobra in the grass. I loved social media like 2006, seven, eight, because I was just like creeping, I was like in there, I was watching it. Like, that's how I'm with blockchain right now, that's how I'm with AR, that's how I, with voice I'm a little louder because I was in the grass two years ago with voice and Alexa skills and podcasts, but now I'm out. I think it's super fascinating. I think there's a lot of people that know a lot more than me, which is why I don't spit on it a whole lot. But it's big, big. Like building on top of it, building on top of Ethereum and taking advantage of it, there's real things. The same way you hacked, I watched how you hacked your social. You did it a little different. We can talk about it any way you want. But I think if you would deploy some of that hacker culture into blockchain, you might find some real fruitful shit.
2: All right, thank you. But thank you. Yeah, what's up, Gary? My name is Luke Panko. I met you downstairs for a child. I remember. Uh, quick question about audio. Yes. So I teach English to Italians, right? I'm About starting a podcast. And for them, obviously, they'd be a little more advanced, right? I give them transcripts and stuff like that. But what's the best way to deploy, like, I know you talk about not monetizing too early, doing the whole Frank Kern stuff, right? But obviously, you've got to make some money at the same time, right?
0: So as far as- Well, you do. But I mean, like- But real quick before you go anywhere, go how much- so I mean, to, me, to me that's, like I'm doing this more for everybody, I'll get back to you. Yeah. Of course you have to make money. My question is, how much? Like if you want it real, real bad and you can't breathe, why can't you at 28 live with four roommates in a bullshit place? I thought you told me you wanted it so bad. There's a great Russian saying, it doesn't translate into English, I've never heard it as an English expression, but it basically translates into, you can't put your ass on two toilets, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what everybody's trying to do here. Everybody wants it and wants to build a big business, but they also want the money in the short term to live that lifestyle. So, you know, we've yeah. talked four times already here. My big thing, I mean it, and I'm excited. We've hey. talked, you know, my big thing with you that I'm trying to figure out is at 27, 28, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, I need you to really realize that you should just, I feel like you could win based on our four interactions here. No, listen, I'm being serious with that. I don't yeah. think it's a negative. I'm trying no. to make everybody understand that I've been paying attention for the last 12 yeah, yeah. hours. I just think you're impatient.
2: And I guess we're trying to balance, Like, I don't, I don't, I don't need like, it's crazy. You, don't actually, need,
0: you need almost nothing, you know that, right? Yeah, yeah, I
2: just need You enough, know like, that you
0: could legitimately go on a social media campaign and sleep in people's houses and have no rent, right? You know that, right? Yeah. You guys know that, right? You just don't need that much money to live.
2: But like you gotta make some, right? You gotta Why? sell. Like I just don't, just give all free shit, no. Don't The longer make you money. give
0: free shit and you're good, the more you'll get back at the end. The person that can hold the breath the longest wins.
2: Well then you gotta like have a side job or something. Then, yeah. Right? <laughs> for like ever. Yeah. for like 10 years, then you wake yeah. up, okay, now. That's exactly now. what
0: you should do. I brought the 2017 Flip Challenge to all the creators because if you're going to the Goodwill and the garage sales and shit like that and making 400 bucks a week that way, well then you don't have to sell bullshit fucking courses on your podcast which makes everybody unsubscribe to your bullshit.
2: Will you be in my podcast? What's that? Will you be in my podcast?
0: You do 40 episodes and I'll be on your podcast.
2: All right. Can I shake your hand? Can
3: I shake your hand? No? Okay. Thanks, Gary. Hello. 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 But I'm not comfortable on mic, so I'll just start off by saying that hello. Nice to meet you, Gary. Good to meet Huge you. Huge inspiration. My name's Bobby Torres, I'm from Orlando, Florida. What up, Bobby? Uh, quick question. Yep. Um, I work in the tech sector, so I'm asking you as an investor. Yeah. Um, what's your thoughts on augmented reality and virtual reality and the opportunity I in think, this industry and I think, for our generation? I think
0: AR is huge and it's here and you should look at it. And with the new update in the iPhone and the kit, everybody here should understand augmented reality. You're living it. That's why all that shit that Snapchat's doing, a little, a little butterfly pops up or you throw up fucking rainbows. It's here. It's here. I like it. Consumer VR, I hate I think it's 10 years away. Nobody here has spent three hours in a VR world in the last month. That shit's super far away, but when it gets here, that shit is gonna be big. And I think when everybody realize, it's fun to talk to a young crowd, the fact that all of you are gonna wear contact lenses in your life and your brain is gonna switch from real life to augmented reality, like Santa Claus is sitting here and having this keynote with me, to virtual reality where you switch into a world, this mixed reality world that you're gonna all live in, you think all this technology's crazy and fly now, you think like the iPhone X is rad, facial recognition, this is fucking garbage. This shit's garbage to where we're going in 10 years, and so there's some kid in here who's gonna make $10 million a year selling virtual fucking sneakers, but it's gonna take 15 years.
3: Fair enough, fair enough. I'm working in that space right now, so it's, yeah.
0: If you're doing it for B2B, there's a lot, but if you think consumers are gonna fuck with VR, it's going to take a much longer time than you think.
3: We started in the consumer space That's and then
0: pivoted. No <laughs> shit. Cool. Thank you very much. You're welcome. She gets the mic.
4: Hi, I'm Bianca Rochelle. I'm from California. Well, not California. San Francisco. And I'm nine. How old are you? I'm nine.
0: It's so nice to meet you.
4: Nice to meet you, too. I'm... I'm a rapper and a business owner. I come to events like Co- Complex Con. I come to ne- network because I push myself and create partnerships with the, with the brands. Do you think I'm going at it the wrong way?
0: You are definitely not going about <laughs> it the wrong way. <laughs> Little one, you might be going about it the best fucking way here. Are you enjoying it? Yeah. You love it? Yeah. It, what are you going to do when you grow up?
4: Um, well, I'm a rapper, so I really, I really, um, I dream about going on tours. Yep. Like, everybody here, like, they're coming to see you. I want them to be like that to me.
0: I love that. Listen to me. Can I give you a, can I give you a real, real, real good piece of advice that's going to be really hard for you to take, but please remember it, and hopefully when we chop up this video, we'll send it to you. Mm-hmm. The number one thing you have is time. You have something in here that all of us envy, which is an extra 30 years, an extra 20 years, an extra 15 years, do you understand? Yeah. You can't get caught up in the game that most nine to 11 year old entrepreneurs are getting caught up in that I talk to. (laughs) Oh what, you don't see what I'm doing on Musical.ly? Listen to me. (laughs) That was funny, right? My life's funny, listen. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Listen to me, the thing that a lot of, you know, single digit entrepreneurs are getting caught up with is you care too much about how many subscribers and followers you got. Yeah. If you promise me this, it will help you so much. If you just make the songs that are in your heart, if you just make the content you want, if I could get you to just never look at how many followers you have for the next 10 years, you will win. It's gonna be hard. All your friends are gonna ask how many. (laughs) You know, everybody here cares how many and they're grown. But if you can get to that place (laughs) where you don't care about that one thing, it will help you so much you could never imagine. Okay. Can I tell you something else? Yeah. If you talk about your real life, which is obviously very different than our real life, based on how you see things in the world, it will be really interesting shit.
4: Yeah, that's how my songs are. Like, I don't tell fake stuff. I really I don't wanna tell fake stuff. I wanna tell my life story and how I got here.
0: I love it. Keep getting your thing, girl. Yeah. I love you.
1: Hey, let's
0: um Can you come up here? I wanna take a picture with you.
1: Yeah. That's it guys. Thank you for so much for coming out. All of Gary's team. Please just meet right here, and we're gonna have you guys standing by to go backstage, all of Gary's team, just right here. All the rest Over of the here. audience, good. go home. <laughs> Thank you guys, have a good night. Yeah,
0: yeah, hold on, hold on. We're gonna, g- let's. you know what? Yeah, yeah, let's do this real quick. This would really matter a lot to me. This is when we can give some real love. It's real fun. Do you have an Instagram yet? Yeah. What is it?
4: It's Bianca Rochelle, B-I-A-N-C-A underscore R-I-C-H-E-L. Hold on,
0: hold on. We're fucking old. Bianca underscore. There you go. Hold on. Let me let me. You know what I'll do? This is an even better move. I'm gonna follow you right now, and then everybody will go to my account and look at the last person I followed. B I A. B I Underscore. R.
4: R I C H. E L L E.
0: Okay. I'm gonna. That's you, right? Yep. Yeah. Yo, you. She's got 28.5. <laughs> Let's get her to 50K. Uh. Okay. Thank you guys so much. I have nothing but love for you. Hey guys, I hope you. you really enjoyed this episode of the Gary Vee Experience. Now go out and share this. Pass it on. Let me know what you thought.